Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We're continuing our study of prophecy as taught by the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The title of this episode, The Times of the Gentiles Are Fulfilled. I really encourage you to study for yourself. Read several times these just few passages in the Catechism of the Catholic Church about the end times. And when you encounter a podcast, broadcast, article, website, whatever, on biblical prophecy, it would really be to your benefit to then review what you just heard and compare it to what the Catechism says. Because there are things mentioned on Catholic radio and television and on podcasts and in conferences that actually contradict these sections. And I'm trying to give you a very easy way, a, a test, so to speak, of what the Catholic Church believes compared to what many teachers are saying today. And particularly, you notice, I'm not just talking about the rapture at any moment, folks. There's a mistake on that end, but there's the extreme preterists. And by those, I mean those who try to squeeze any future understanding of Jesus's rather clear teaching about the end times. For instance, in Catechism 676, we saw this last episode, the first sentence reads, the glorious Messiah's coming is suspended at every moment of history until his recognition by all Israel, for a hardening has come on Israel in their unbelief towards Jesus. In other words, something has to occur before the second coming. This is one of those key events. In fact, this is the event that tends to be overlooked, whereas the other key events particularly are mentioned in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, a passage that's ignored by liturgical readings, at least in the United States. So <laughs> these are key markers. A lot of people look to this and that, and Catholics and Protestants write sometimes alarming articles that the second coming is around the corner, and they neglect mentioning these key events. So in any case, what it's talking about in the first sentence of the Catechism 676 is referring to what's taught in Romans chapter 11. We went over this last time, the olive tree. The natural branches of the olive tree are the Jews, uh, starting with the call of Abraham, proceeding through the Old Testament, and then something happens. It's, it's strange. It's only a, a small portion of the Jews are embracing the Messiah when he comes, and it speaks of the natural branches being cut off while the unnatural branches, that's what the Gentiles are. We think in the covenant tree of God, God's eternal plan, we're the center of everything. No, we're the unnatural branches that God in his mercy has grafted in. And then what the catechism is saying, what Romans 11 is saying, in the future, there'll be a rejoining of the Jews to that covenant plan of God that proceeds through history. Now, we have been talking 
about the first portion of section 676 of the Catechism, I'd like to focus this episode, given that kind of backdrop, on the very last sentence in 676 of the Catechism. It is extremely, supremely important to understand this section because it gives us a clue for understanding where we are in God's timeline. When I say that, where we are in God's timeline, I'm not saying, you know, we have X number of months or years or decades to go till the second coming. We don't do that at Luke 21, but we do follow the big phases of the events that Jesus and the apostles taught regarding the end times. So this is the sentence, and pay close attention, the last sentence to 676. The full inclusion of the Jews in the Messiah's salvation in the wake of the full number of Gentiles will enable the people of God to achieve the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in which God may be all in all. I've done a lot of boating in my life, particularly in my younger years. I also was in the Navy, so when I see the word wake, in the wake of the full number of Gentiles, there's going to be this large portion of Jews converting to believe Jesus is the Messiah. The wake is something that you pass through and you're looking over the stern of the ship or the boat at something that has occurred, something behind you. So what is going on is that the full number of Gentiles comes in, and then in the wake of that completed event, the inclusion of the Jews. And this is what I'm talking about, the timeline, not setting dates, but it's a progression as we're moving through redemptive history. Now, this is where I feel like standing up and shouting a little bit, but you're not supposed to do that on radio. So anyhow, I'll just tell you that the scripture supporting this last sentence in section 676 is Luke chapter 21 and verse 24. Now, you might have guessed this broadcast is named after the chapter Luke 21, And in reality, you could almost retitle this broadcast Luke 21, 24, because it's that important. And this is what Luke 21, 24 says. This is the words of Jesus. They, the Jews, will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations. That occurred in 70 AD, the destruction of Jerusalem by the Romans. And Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, from 70 AD, Jerusalem was trodden down by the Gentiles until June 1967, the six-day Arab-Israeli war Somewhat surprisingly, and you can go to YouTube and see the exact moments when the Jews re-enter Jerusalem and bring it under their control, this is pretty big stuff. And may I say, contrary to a lot of so-called experts, 
that this text means precisely what it says, okay? That Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And then in the wake of that, says the Catechism, summarizing Romans 11, the Jews will be regathered before the second coming of Christ. Now, somebody might say, again, trying to press everything that Jesus says about the future into the past, that's one prophetic school that kind of takes a good idea and goes way too far with it, saying that this trampling of Jerusalem, referring to the many tramplings that occurred in the Old Testament, and it's true, uh, there was prophetic language for this, very common biblical language for the trampling of Jerusalem by various nations in the Old Testament, but this isn't what it's talking about here. Because in Luke 21, 24, hear this, there are three future tense verbs all describing what's going on. Future from the moment Jesus was speaking about the events, Jerusalem being trodden down by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled, then we transition from that olive tree in Romans 11 from phase two to phase three. This is pretty big stuff. The Navarre Bible, a Catholic study Bible, gets it right where they're saying about the second coming will not occur until, quote, until the Jews themselves are converted at the end of the world. And they also refer to Romans chapter 11. So I don't know if you're picking this up, but this is pretty significant stuff. And it's amazing to me that um, people either ignore this almost totally or try to explain it away as something has happened in the past or Jesus was referring to the past. And read Luke 21, 24, seven times because it's critical and it's so critical it's ignored because a lot of people get nervous when you start talking about the end times. Jesus wasn't nervous about it. He wanted us to know about these things. So then you might ask, just out of curiosity, I hope you do, okay, well, what happens after the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled? Well, my suggestion, a good cross-reference would be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, also an ignored prophetic part of Scripture, but you don't even have to turn in your Bibles to another book of the Bible. What happens after Luke 21, 24? Surprise, Luke 21, 25 and following. Immediately after Luke 21, 24, Jesus says, and there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and upon the earth the stress of nations, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear, with foreboding of what's coming on the world, for the powers of heaven will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, look up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Folks, this is very big stuff. And exactly how long we have between, it seems to me fairly clear, that we've passed through the age of the Gentiles. And now Jerusalem's no longer trodden down. It could be trodden down again. We go through another cycle of history, but I doubt it. 
uh, personally. I doubt it. And so we're looking what happens next. Jesus tells us, Luke 21, 25, and following. Now, again, the extreme preterists will say, well, this refers to events in the past. Okay, they say that. Read the catechism. That's why I encourage you. And also, I suggest listening to what St. John Paul II said about these verses, Luke 21, verses 25 through 33, these apocalyptic statements of Jesus immediately following Luke 21, 24. And St. John Paul II, he was then a cardinal preaching a homily to the fourth synod of bishops in Rome. And this is what he said, quote, the moment which we are living may be very similar to the moment described in today's gospel reading. Did you hear that? Because there's not many people telling you this quote on Catholic radio or podcasts or books or seminars. The moment which we are living may be very similar to the moment described in today's gospel reading, Luke 21. And then he says, I would urge you to strive to know what hour it is. I couldn't agree more. In fact, if you want some free cards to share about Luke 21 radio and podcast with your friends, that quote from St. John Paul II is on the reverse side of the card. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 324 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.